0: Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast that is designed to help its audience dominate from behind the desk and create the outstanding Zoom room. And through the history of Waste Up Wardrobe, we have had topic after topic that has detailed every little thing that goes into creating an outstanding, successful virtual office from head to waist. But the most frequently asked question has been, Christine, where do I get started? So today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, I'm going to jumpstart you right into creating Creating and getting started creating that virtual office that you can be proud of. And I'm going to do that by laying out three foundational building blocks, those three key things that you absolutely need in your virtual office to make it look on brand and feel great. So, You know the drill. If you want to know what I have to say, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartanian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Welcome virtual nation. I'm so excited you're here again to to be part of this great conversation. So we have had so many topics on Waste Up order This is episode 25 and I'm so proud that we've been able to really give our audience step-by-step ways of really dominating from behind the desk and creating a great virtual office or Zoom room. But today we're doing things a little bit differently. I have been asked so many times, Christine, all this information is so valuable, but I'm a little overwhelmed and I wanna know where to get started. What is it? What are the things I absolutely need in my office to really look like I know what I'm doing so today we're gonna do just that we're gonna build out those three basic building blocks What are those three main important things you need to do to create that amazing virtual office and we're gonna do that a little differently today because we're gonna have a dialogue my producer Rick Moscoso will be on live with me and we're gonna be having a dialogue around what those things are, what those necessary, essential things are that you really need to think about first to spring right into action. So I'm going to bring up Rick here uh, from the production room. Hi, Rick, how are you?
1: Hey, Christine, good morning.
0: (laughs) Good morning, and today we are, we have a really special show for everybody because we're going to make this into a dialogue and ask those really frequently asked questions about how to get started, how to get jump started into creating that dynamic virtual office. And um, I'm so glad you're here with me today, because I think that um, this will make it, you know, both of our minds together will come up with all those frequently asked questions that both of us have heard when it comes to the basics and the really important things that we need to focus on as we continue through this virtual, you know, this virtual trend, this and and really a trend that's not going to be going away for a very long time long time so thank you for being here on camera
1: <laughs> i am swag too if you, if you
0: yes do. you're you're sporting the waist up wardrobe hat and i appreciate that because you keep me on brand and uh you you know what you are very much a, a part of the show so thank you for that I think the best way to do this is you know we have had many frequently asked questions and I would love it if we can banter back and forth and have you get started with asking me those questions that you've heard from our audience about waste up wardrobe. Now I know there's a couple really main ideas that we have talked about at length when it comes to building out that that basic You know the 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 foundation of your office so can you go ahead and get me started you
1: know we've we've heard and talked about a lot of different topics in regards to waist up wardrobe and how you appear on screen both physically and mentally and there's there's just a ton of things that we could share but but i know you wanted to break this down into very simple building blocks where people could start off and that seems to be that seems to resonate a lot with the people that watch the show that comment and, and wonder about these things. And we hear about that quite frequently. So what would you say is uh, the most important essentials that you need to start a virtual office?
0: That is really been, and I've heard that question. You've told me that people are asking that, and I know I've uh, gotten that in different forms. And the reason people ask that I think is because they wanna get started. They want to spring right into action to think about you know, multiple different things can be very overwhelming. What I tell my clients or members of the audience or anybody really that asks, how do I get started? I tell them you have to focus on three different things, three distinct topics that make your Zoom room really stand out in a positive way. Yeah. And, yeah, and
1: and you talk about these as three building blocks, three, really three basic building blocks. So, um, can you can you kind of get into that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so the three building blocks I view as anchors to your office. Those are the the foundational pieces. The first block building block is what to wear and what not to wear on camera. That is really important and that is so aligned with what well, I do in my work. So that seems always to be the key question everybody asks, and is the one thing that makes you look really great on camera. If you're wearing the right thing, you look great on camera, you're not distracting the audience. So that is building block number one. Building block number two is all about lighting. So you could be dressed from head to toe, looking really perfect for the camera and looking you know completely professional, But if your lighting isn't right, then you're kind of in the dark and nobody's gonna see how great you look on camera or how professional you look. So that's building block number two. And finally, building block number three, which has been the the main thing I've been working on with clients is set design. And that is designing the set behind you to align with your brand. So that's three. So one, what to wear, what not to wear. Two lighting and three set design.
1: So, w- w- why do you think this makes them the the superseding blocks of this whole, whole Zoom room design?
0: Yeah, well, like everything else in life, you have to build a foundation. You know, whether you are, you know, educating yourself from, you know, A to Z. If you're learning a new language, you have to learn the alphabet. So, think about this as the alphabet of being able to build on so like anything else you need a foundation and the 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 way you show up on camera the first things people see visually is how you how you translate on camera from your wardrobe what is behind you and around you as an extension of you and of course illuminating all that making it look right from a technical standpoint
1: and you know the whole thing here is we're not really focusing on the tech that's a, certainly a component that can come down the road. But as people get started, these building blocks will help you present in a very professional, very well done way um, when you when you far when you first start zooming. so let's let's take them one at a time and first talk about what to wear and what not to wear on camera.
0: And that is how I like to do things. I like to break things down into baby steps into small nuggets that people can really, benefit from the most, make it super easy, because the idea is behind Waste Up Wardrobe and really anything that I do to help a client is easy, effortless and immediate. People need to jump, get started right now and they need to, it needs to be easy and doable for them. So let's talk about what to wear, what not to wear. First, I'll start with what to wear to make it really simple. What to wear has a lot to do with not being distracting on camera. So you don't want to be wearing something that is dazzling or stands out too much. And why is that? It's because you want people to focus on what you're saying. And if you're wearing something that's distracting, they really, their eyes are kind of focused everywhere else but on your message. So I always say, rule of thumb, when you are starting to get on camera frequently and you're building out that virtual office, think about creating a camera closet wardrobe. So basically, a few items that you can have in your closet that can flex that are perfect for the camera. And the first place to start there is pick things that are solid colors and things that have those universally flattering colors. Like what I'm wearing, an eggplant blouse or a blue or green or a burgundy. Those deep jewel tones are universally flattering. So that's where you get started when it comes to what to wear.
1: Awesome. I know you talked about the the jewel tones, and I I, I guess for me, I I, I never knew what <laughs> what that really meant, and so now I understand that the five colors that you are six five or six five 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 colors that you um, uh, outlined here are really what's what what shows up good because you know people take for granted what they wear on a day to day basis or professionally that it'll translate well, but I know from the tech side that you can get a lot of weird artifacts wearing busy types of clothing or sparkly clothing, clothing and that. And you certainly, like you said, you certainly don't want to make that a distraction as you you're speaking to your audience. Right?
0: Right. Exactly. And that is why that's important. That is why the focus of a beginning building block is really focusing on how you are showing up because you're the main attraction here. Mm -hmm. People are listening to you. So, but they're not only listening that all their senses are at work here. You know, that there there's there everything that is visual audio. So you are the main attraction. You have to show up right and professionally without being a distraction. So, well,
1: I know you, you have a number of men that also watch waste up wardrobe and there's, there's a lot of things that apply specifically to women, but When you talk about the jewel colors, does that also apply to men as well?
0: So yes, it does. The colors that men wear does does matter. It is a little bit different for gentlemen. So with women, I talk about jewel tones. And when I say eggplants or burgundies or blues or greens, I mean, those are sort of the basic things you have to think about, but it doesn't mean you can't wear a softer green like a teal green or a Kelly glit green or something like that. For gentlemen, it comes down to the suit, right? Wearing a black suit, which men usually wear, is too harsh for the camera. So you stay away from that. And resort more to the navy suit or the brown suit or the more of the earth tones, and that really helps a lot when it comes to color and then what they wear.
1: Okay, well, that certainly makes sense. Now, now, I guess that'll kind of segue into the next question because you started talking about it. But are there things that are not really good to be wearing on camera? Because I know for me and a lot of my family, we we're just we're we wear a lot of black. And it's just easy, it just looks clean. But I know sometimes you, you recommend that black's not probably the best thing to be wearing on camera.
0: Well, yeah, it, it isn't. And the reason is because it is, first of all, it comes off as very harsh. So if you're trying to build rapport with the person on the other end of the camera, it, it detracts a little bit from that. It is amazing what color psychology does to uh, from our from a mindset perspective so that's one of the reasons black shouldn't be worn the other one is that you kind of end up almost almost like you're in a black hole like a, a bobbing head because you disappear in a way on camera with black it also for women particularly it tends to age them a little bit so it's not the best and not all women but You know, it it just, it really does depend. There's a custom piece. What I'm talking about here are the general rules. There are exceptions to rules all the time. And I don't really like to call them rules. They're more like guidelines because there are exceptions. But if you wanted to do it safely and just do it yourself, not to consult an expert when you're showing up on camera, just remember, stay away from black and focus on the jewel tones that are are universally flattering.
1: I think a good real... uh uh, rule of thumb or, or example would be if you watch any television talent on mm-hmm. news or even on sports broadcasts and you look at the colors that they wear on camera, it really reflects some of the guidelines that you're talking about here.
0: Absolutely. They are a perfect example for that. When you look at news anchors, you'll see they're wearing solids almost always and they are really sticking to those jewel tones. However, Jewel tones are not the only thing you can wear. I don't want anybody to think that, oh, is that all I can wear? No, there are variations. But again, my, my goal today is to give the audience those basic things that are do-it-yourself. You don't have to think much. If you stick to these guidelines, you'll be pretty safe.
1: All right. I just have to throw this in because of the way I look today. So like I said, I always wear a lot of dark colors, a lot of blacks. I have a black shirt over my golf shirt. But I do have a red hat on.
0: Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. Well, here's the thing. So we were talking about exceptions, right, to guidelines. I mean, I probably would have recommended you don't wear black because, you know, it tends to be dark, but you are in a world of technology. You, your line of work begs that very casual, effortless look. And so I understand why that is your, you know, if you want to say, for lack of a better word, uniform type, (laughs) <laughs> you know, this collared shirt with, you know, um, the layered, uh, look, but, um, yeah, I would say, you know, maybe invest in more of the burgundies cause the, the burgundy for men is also a really great color yeah. or the Navy blues or the, another blue, those are really great colors for men and women.
1: Yeah, that's great. So l- let's talk a little bit more about patterns and what types of patterns you should stay away from when you're in front of the camera.
0: So patterns for a general guideline are not a good idea. The reason is simply they dazzle the eye and they create that sort of artifact or the, the you know, that uh, kind of a moire uh, effect that can be distracting. So generally, you know, patterns are not a good idea for women, like a, a pattern blouse or a pattern dress. For gentlemen, ties that have little polka dots or pinstripes or very fine little patterns that can really uh, cause a little bit confusion for the eye are things to stay away from. So yes, the general rule is stay away from patterns.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of us have seen that artifact on screen when someone is wearing the really fine lines, not the Mm -hmm. thick lines like this golf shirt, but the really fine lines. They start doing this funky a uh, circle psychedelic thing on, on camera. And that's just an effect of the camera. And, and so I know exactly what you're talking about because it it can start confusing the viewer or be very distracting to the viewer when they see this. Now, in addition to what patterns not to wear, we also have to be aware that certain colors that you wear, there's a psychology to the certain colors that you wear. They represent different mindsets or different thoughts or different moods. what What's your What's your opinion on that?
0: It, it, that is a little bit more advanced when you think about psychology of col- color psychology, because it, that's when you're really trying to fine tune what you're wearing. A lot of people there, there is a psychology of color. So, for instance, blue is a trusting color. So if you're in sales and you're going to be pitching something to a potential client, blue is a really great color to wear. In fact, blue is a great color to wear no matter what. It's the most universally Flattering color because it, you know kind of it kind of checks off all those boxes. It's a trusting color It looks good on most skin tones and most colorings. It is a very flattering cam- color on camera So, you know, there, and a lot of different colors have different psychology behind them So black is harsh red is a little bit of an aggressive color so not always the best color to wear depending on the environment you're in so those things do you do take into consideration. I think if there's one thing to remember is that blue is a trusting color, so It's really good. If you are trying to build rapport with somebody or, you know, pitch a sale or something like that.
1: You know, we talk about zoom a lot because that's the most common platform that everybody uses. And I know people like love to use their little green screen things <laughs> and, and backgrounds. And, you know, we, we both have strong opinions about that, but, they also experience this chameleon effect where, where if it's not done properly, you start sinking into the background. And again, that, that becomes distracting. So I know when you set up your, uh, your, your clients and, and help them design the sets, you, have, you, you coach them specifically in, in, in the event where they really, really, really want to do green screens. They have to be really careful about that. So what is it that you tell them to, to, to help them avoid some of these problems?
0: yeah there's a couple thoughts on that issue it's that background right first of all you want to no matter what your background is whether you're using a green screen or not you want to make sure you're not wearing the same color as your background so let's say you have a background that's all black you don't be wearing black uh, black blouse i mean there's many reasons why you shouldn't be wearing black but that's just to clarify the idea the thought if you have a background that is red probably don't wear a red top or a red outfit Um, When it comes to green screens, the obvious answer here is don't wear green because then you'll just be keyed out. You'll be blanked out. And again, all we'll see is your head, which would not be it would look really strange. And it's not what we want. So I have a very strong feeling with green screens. I think green screens can be great when needed, but you have to be really careful. To to use a green screen and and I know Rick, you'll have a lot to say about this. You have to really do it right. I think lighting comes into it. So why don't actually I turn the tables on you and have you talk about green screens and how to really dress for that? Yeah. Well,
1: coming from a photography background, production, you know, video production background, um, I I know early on I used to do green screen because. I thought it was really cool and you know you, you had more flexibility in changing your set but I found out very quickly that in order to do it really well you had to have really good lighting and if you don't have good lighting contrast between you and the background your your the the Zoom and other uh, broadcasting softwares won't key you out properly. And we've all seen those bad green screens where the, the fringes of your shoulders or your head start sinking into the background or uh, you know, if there's an ocean in the background, it almost <laughs> looks like your head's just floating <laughs> right, <laughs> in the yeah. water. So it's uh, it can be a challenge, uh, especially if you're trying to use a low resolution camera like on older computers. the The cameras that are Inherent, or they're built into the, the into a laptop or an older computer, just don't have the high resolution in order to really detect the edges right of your your head, of your shoulders, and different different things that sometimes you don't think about. So, you you may want to think twice about doing a green screen uh, unless you have really really good lighting
0: and so if we're really breaking this down for purposes of this episode of what how to get jump started and how to get started i I would say green screen is not your first choice you should not be using a green screen because that doesn't come off as professional if you really don't know all the details in in doing that right would you agree with that
1: yes absolutely there's there's just too many technical variables to consider And every studio is going to be different. Now, in an environment like mine where I have full control of the lighting, you know, my, my windows are blacked out. There's no outside light being influenced. I turned off all my incandescent lights that are in the room from my fan light, and I'm fully controlling it with LEDs coming here from two from the front, one from the back just above my head. And, of course, the LED strips that you see there. I have much more control over that. Now, in this case, if I chose to do it, sure then it, I would probably have a better result with, with uh, using a green screen. But my, my, uh, my thought on that is if you really want to brand yourself, if you're a business owner, you really want to brand yourself to your audience, why not make it make your set that reflects your brand kind of like, like what you have? You know, we see all the, 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 the mannequins and the different things that you have in the background there. Make it look like you're in your environment yeah. Uh, branded to your, you know, branded to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, and the same with you. I mean, you're in a high tech environment and, you know, we actually did a few adjustments in your background and I love the way the background is. It's very high tech. It's very much aligned with your brand and, you know, it's aligned with um, how smart you are because you got... Yoda over there.
1: <laughs> that, that's right there. No, that's actually Grogu. <laughs> oh, Grogu. Well, uh, excuse
0: me. Cause I don't really not in, uh, I'm not in, in up to the, I'm in, not in the know when it comes to all these new movies and, yeah, and, and yeah. things that are coming out, but I can I can, I can tell, I can tell that it's a very smart uh, evidence of a very smart character
1: <laughs> yeah. well I, I know some of the I've seen some of your before and afters with some of your clients and yeah. they are amazingly stark in the difference from where they started to where they ended up and i i, I you know I apologize that we didn't we don't have the bef- any before and afters to show the audience but there's some I mean it it, it you you go from just turning on your laptop that's on your desk to seeing the ceiling to all of a sudden, now you're, you feel like you're in their environment, their branded environment because of, because of, you know, how you've coached them and what you've done to make them look like a rock star on, on, on the camera.
0: Well, thank you for that. And I don't know if there's a way to maybe post uh, those pictures in that we can probably post some befores and afters in the, in the Facebook page for people to really see those amazing transformations so that were branded um, really cu- in a custom way. And I'll be talking about that, uh, the customization of how to brand yourself um, as we near the end of the show. Yeah. But um, I wanna talk about, should we go into building block number two?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, so building block number two, I talked about was lighting. And you know, lighting is not something I'm an expert on, but I've learned a lot through the course of building Waste Up Word of the podcast and through you because you were the expert for that episode. But lighting is so, so important because like I said, if you you could have a great set, you could be dressed on point, but then if your lighting is not right, you can look like you're in the witness protection program because like you're dark, (laughs) and you're just like a figure moving around, you know, whether it's dark or blown out, you know, really lighting is very sensitive. Uh, So can you give us a little bit of a window into or let's make it really simple, right? Because I want to wrap up first the building block number one. The one thing I want the audience to remember is build yourself a camera friendly closet. So really isolate some pieces that are solid universal colors that would look good on camera so that you have that ready and easy to go whenever you need to be on camera, whether you're live streaming or broadcasting in any way or Zoom uh, in your zoom room to do to conduct business so that is just sort of a summary of block number one now as we go into block number two for lighting it's so important it's so important It's such a it seems like a very simple thing but it really isn't it is complicated and, and rick will shed a lot of light on that for us so what is the one thing the audience should focus on rick if nothing else one thing that they should focus on when it comes to their lighting
1: the the one and only thing that you should really be totally aware of is how you look on camera. Do, is your face illuminated correctly? Does it reflect the contours of your face that makes you look good, right? Does it, is it, is it, is it enough? Does it make your color of your face, the natural color of your face look correct? Uh, and, And I'll give you an example. So when, when, when people first start with lighting, they 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 frequently think that the incandescent lights from their room is adequate right and i know in a lot of the older houses um or even newer houses they have incandescent bulbs that are very warm in nature and they produce a very yellow tone on the skin and mm-hmm. that's not really flattering at all it just makes you look like a pumpkin i think you know <laughs> cuz you get that kind of orangish uh uh look to it and You'll notice, be, and the way you can tell is if you hold a, a white piece of paper up, and if that white piece of paper looks yellow, well, it's probably getting influence from the incandescent lights. And so that's why in my room, I turn off all the incandescent lights, and I only have a couple, and I use daylight LED lights. Now, they're temperature controlled as well, but I have two uh, two lights that are relatively uh, um, what do you call a uh, daylight in color? So they are a little cooler, but it also allows me to see the colors more naturally. Like you would see if you were standing in front of me. So my, I have two lights in front of me. Um, uh, let me just, let me just do this because I can kind of show you what that looks like. So um, this is my o- overhead shot. I don't know. Can you see that? Yeah. Yes. yes. So there's my studio shot. So I have uh one over here, that's my key light, and then one that you can barely see, it's a little dimmer, and that's my fill light. So I have two lights in front of me, kind of high and pointing, pointing towards me. And so that adequately lights my face, so you don't see a whole lot of shadowing on my face. Um, it shows the contours here very nicely Slightly lower here than it is over here, but, but it, it, that doesn't have to be the case uh, at all times. But this is kind of my, desi- this is my desired look with, to have the two lights. If you don't have two lights, you can always use a ring light, and that's the next most commonly used lighting uh, appliance that, that people can use. You have a ring light that's, that's directly in front of you, and it's a little bit further away. And uh, they have a lot of really good ring lights that, that work really well. Just, um, just really the only the only thing that you need to be aware of there is have it almost on the same line as your camera. So, like if 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 I had a ring light behind this behind my camera, I would kind of have it centered, maybe a little bit higher, to illuminate the light directly towards me. And then you can make fine adjustments with the with the uh, power output. And some of these, I think yours even has it, where you can adjust the color temperature slightly. Um, so your skin tones look like your skin tones and they don't look yellow. They don't look blue. They don't look too overblown out. And so that's really important. So if you, if you're going to use lighting, keep those tips in mind. If you're going to use natural lighting in your room, if you have great natural lighting from the, from the windows, try and turn, uh, try and turn your position. So you're actually facing the natural light so the natural light spills onto your face yeah. that's that's the the softest most coolest uh, coolest meaning temperature wise uh, looking looking way that you can make your skin tones look natural and not have to spend extra money on you know on other lighting
0: well so that you, now that you say that i have to mention that we still struggle with the light in my space because as as the as you mentioned you know kind of getting that incandescent light Getting rid of that and really getting that natural tone. I do tend to get struggle between getting that right tone, um, you know, but the challenge is that I need to add some key, a key light perhaps. And, um, you know, you called it a key light. and What was the other one?
1: A uh, fill light.
0: Fill light to mm-hmm. really and really get rid of the the chandelier uh, light that I have on today, which I don't mm-hmm. normally have. Uh, but the the challenge is really trying to figure out the lighting. It is not easy. It is no, not easy. It,
1: no, it's not easy. And the way you know the camera looks at the overall color scheme, and a lot of times these cameras will automatically adjust for what it thinks is right, what it thinks the color temperature should be. And if you have a heavy influence of incandescent lights, like you do up on your chandelier, those are are very, very orangish or yellowish tones yeah. that influence the room. And then you have a an LED light, ring light in front of you that are cooler. So now you have this this fight between what, what the camera thinks it should see and what it, what it does see. And it can influence the overall color. I, I know it sometimes, well, well, that problem would be easily uh, remedied by either turning them off or getting uh, daylight lamps to put inside the, uh, in, inside the chandelier. And then uh, I know once in a while, you'll also have your, um, your Philips Hue uh, globes. Uh, that help kind of color wash behind you and reflect some of the colors, maybe for the theme of the uh, of the episode or or whatever. So the, the more you can utilize LED lights, hue lights, um, and get away from the halogens or the uh, incandescent lights, the better and the better your 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 lighting will be not only on you, but for your set.
0: And so to make it really simple for the audience, right? This is a Kickstarter show we want to make sure people can just get started and spring right into action the one thing if somebody needed to invest in would be that front lighting that ring light perhaps and then they can always work on layering the lights like adding more colored light like you have those are the philip hughes lights or You know, changing around their set to to really get that perfect lighting. But the the key thing here to remember is that lighting is important, and it matters. And if you're going to do nothing else, make sure you front light yourself. Is that is that correct? Would you agree with that?
1: Uh, There's no question about it because you know you may not think it's a good a big deal, Mm -hmm. but the people watching you will notice, and they'll be, you know, they'll be saying, you, you know, what what's up with that person that had that looked like a pumpkin because of the bad lighting that you had. Yeah, Um, I mean, uh, not that that harsh, but you you know what, you don't want them think you don't want them thinking in the back of their mind, why is the lighting so bad? Right? Uh, You want them listening to your message?
0: Right. And 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 by the same, you know, same idea is you don't want to have lighting that's too dark. I mean, I've seen so many people be on zoom that are they have shadows on them, they're Mm -hmm. completely left in the dark. And who wants to listen to somebody who's not can't you can't even see their eyes you can't see where their hands are you know you want to be able to visually see because we can't be in the same room with somebody at least you want to be able to see them yeah
1: yeah that's right that's right
0: so that was that was the third that was the second building block let's move on to the third building block and like i mentioned earlier in this show the third building block that i am so passionate about and it actually has been the subject of a lot of conversation this um this year with clients is the set design a lot of people have neglected their set and it doesn't really help them and the other thing is the set can be an extension of your brand you can speak your brand with your set so that's the third building block is how to align your set your background how do you decorate it to align it with your brand to help you speak your brand yeah. don't you so- agree that's important
1: Absolutely. And, and as you get into the, this topic of discussion, let me ask you this. When you look at a client, because I know you've done this with me and, and helped me clean up some of the things that I've, I've had on, on, on my set. What do you look at first when you're assessing someone's set?
0: Well, the first thing that is really important to, to, to pay attention to is eliminating any negative So people don't realize that negative things in your background can really give an impression to people about you. So, for instance, if you have a bed in the background, nobody wants to be in your bedroom. Really, especially if, you know, if they're a a business associate, whether a client or a colleague or boss, nobody wants to be seeing your private space, which is your bedroom. Definitely don't want to have an undone bed in the background. So really just eliminate that negative Feeling of being in somebody's private space. Number one. The other thing that can be negative is a messy background, like a me- a background with, you know, uh, you know, shelves of, of of papers that are just falling everywhere that's not something you want to be showcasing behind you because that says something about you. And if you're interviewing for a job on camera and you've got that behind you, it says that you are messy and nobody wants to hire somebody that's messy. So those, the kind of negative things that you have to pay attention to that need to be eliminated, step one, really easy step if you think about it and you're aware of it. So that the first thing is be aware that anything in the background that's negative can give the wrong impression so that's a first order of business when you're thinking about your background
1: when you uh, are assessing a client's background and the overall brand and that sort of thing I know you're 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 big about visually telling a story of who you are and what you're all about right so t- can you can you expand on that a little bit
0: yes yeah, so that is something that I have been working on for a long time now, since the inception of Waste Up Wardrobe, it has been the biggest game changer for my clients and the people I've worked with on their sets. So the thing is, like I said, your background speaks your brand or you have this opportunity to use it as your billboard to help you speak your brand. And uh, Kristen Levine is here and she's sa- saying that everything in your background tells a story about you. It's good or bad. Exactly. That is exactly right. So you have to pay attention to it. So. We can create a beautiful background by putting something great, very aesthetic in the back. And a lot of people can do that themselves. But when I work with my client, we take it a step further. We talk about customizing that background. We dig deep into what your business is, who you are. What are the things that express your brand without you having to speak about it? So for instance, if you are uh, let's just take a, a, a in veterinary medicine, so maybe their background gives the impression of pets or something related to um, the precious pets that you take care of. If you are an art teacher, we we sprinkle in the background artwork of your students, perhaps. So this is the customization piece. I'm very much, a f- um, I'm very committed when I'm working with clients to create a custom set for them. So you know, you could put a, great, put a great plant behind you and put a sign up that says your business name and that could be adequate for people who wanna do it themselves. But if you really wanna make it special, if you really wanna take advantage of, of the background and set it up so that it says more about you than you think to the viewer. Like for instance, if, if pretend it's your, you know, your window into your, into your, your storefront. People, you know, plan their storefronts and they make it express a certain look. So think about your background as your storefront and how would you wanna design that? What do you want that to say to to your audience or the person you're trying to attract into your business? So think about, if you think about it as your storefront, that is exactly what we do at Waste Up Wardrobe. I design sets, not only that look great and feel nice, but they also speak an individual entrepreneur's brand or individual professional's brand
1: like you like you said not only does that story convey your organizational values if it's done right your mission and your credibility it's another opportunity to to convey something that you really maybe didn't have a chance to do when you were talking on the phone right Right. so that's why we really have to pay strict attention to what's going on behind us and make sure it's congruent with what you're trying to portray or what your brand is trying to say
0: Exactly. It always boils down to how do you stay aligned with your values, your mission, your brand? How do you stay congruent? It's a perfect way to explain it. And in um, using your background, if you don't use it, it's a missed opportunity. I truly believe that it's a missed opportunity. There's so many things you can put into your background that can speak to your audience. So if I'm getting on with a client for the first time and I'm in my setting, They know that I do a lot of personal styling because they can tell by the mannequins. They see the aesthetic background. They feel a high aesthetic value to it and interesting. So then now they've already made a judgment that, oh, she she kind of it's interesting. And she styles people and she maybe carries clothes. So there's so much that's going on in my background. People start basically subconsciously uh, interpreting. Which we can do, and I do for all my clients when we're when we're creating something like that.
1: Well, it certainly builds credibility because instantly, when when a client for the first time sees you, you know you're you're set up, you're set up to portray the brand very very well. Now, let me ask you this: so when people first get started, a lot of times they fear that I'm going to have to wreck the whole thing. I mean, I'm going to have to uh, bulldoze the whole background and really do something, you know, to make it look like my brand but that's not always the case is it i mean it's, sometimes it's really simple easy changes or or minimal changes that will fix fix a problem that maybe was was present there before right yeah. so so i guess the question is how do you get how do you how do you identify those things and how do you where does one get started
0: so again i'm going to fall back on the main idea that I always want to tell my clients about. And that is my 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 mission is always to make anything I do for my clients or with my clients or advice. I give them easy, effortless, make their lives easy, effortless and fast that's what people need. They need to be able to jumpstart right into action so they don't feel like it's an overwhelming task. So, for instance, if I may use the example of your office setting, you know, you really, you know, you know how to, you know, lighting, you understand all that. That wasn't an issue, but there was some minor adjustments we did. Like there was a poster that you could hardly see what it actually was. We took that down. We really enhanced the lighting and focused on the technology that you use. It isn't, it wasn't very complicated. It Mm -hmm. was just minor adjustments, these minor adjustments made a huge impact. And uh, sometimes it takes another person that is that's doing it every day to see the difference that it makes. So, you know, I mean, you it's not that you have no experience thinking about backgrounds or seeing other people's sets. It's just that you live in it, you're in it. So you need somebody from the outside that does it all the time to tell you how to do it. And, And that was easy.
1: Yeah, and your your tips were great because I I'm kind of in I've always been even from the day one from starting starting uh, live streaming, it's always been an active experiment back here to try and figure out how to set design and what's going to look the best. I wanted I I knew I wanted LED lights, but like you helped me take away the the poster that was on the on the wood back here. I had some family photos that you couldn't even see but they just made the wall look messy Mm -hmm. uh, over here cleaned off a bunch of stuff off the off the um, off the shelves over here and there's still some things that we're going to do the lights to contain those so they're not not as visible but yet take take advantage of the led lights so very very simple things it took you know only a couple minutes to to make that fix and so it's not as complicated as people think
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's not complicated, but you really need somebody to guide you that has seen it and done it. You know, I mean, even though it might not, you know, it's those little adjustments. I've been doing this over and over again with clients. I mean, it's part of my bones, really, just design and aesthetic and how things translate and how things tie in with what people do that um, that. even though it didn't take a lot of time it really was it it made a big difference and and sometimes you just don't know how to do that by yourself or you don't really think about how you're not aware of where to change things but kristen is also saying that she has a blank slate and she really is thinking about she doesn't know where to start and so this is exactly a great jumpstart um, show for her and people like her because blank slates are great i love blank slates we don't have to eliminate negative you know, negative things, we can start fresh. So, really, with Kristen or somebody like Kristen who has a blank slate, think about those things that really express your brand. What are those things that really say, oh, you know, Kristen is a pet influencer, or you know, Rick is a technology expert, or he deals a lot with you know live streaming. So te- it has to be pretty high tech. So so think about those things that are expressive of your brand and use those as props in your background. If you wanted to just get jump started and start doing it yourself, otherwise, of course. Customizing it is, 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 is even better. And you can add layers and layers to it through the custom process that I walk clients through.
1: I have a comment to that, and um, but I do have a question also, because I, 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 I still uh, photograph um, real estate property for clients, right? And one of the things that we make sure we try and do is to non-personalize the residents because you have to make sure that whoever's walking through that house or looking at photos in that house, they have to be able to envision what it's going to look like with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so how do you feel about personalized items that may be put into the set? Is there, is there a guideline or is there some, some thought that you might have about that?
0: So I completely understand that idea of, you know, if you're if you're trying to sell a house and stages a house, you want to make it appealing to most people. You want to make it so that most people that walk through that feel like they can they can live in it. It could be them. They can make it their own. Being on your own set in your own Zoom is a little bit different. It is actually kind of the opposite. This is your space. Nobody's going to come in and take over your space. Nobody's going to be, uh, you know, teleconferencing from your very own personalized space. So to make it personal, actually is the right thing to do. You want to make it so that it conveys your values. If you have personal items like pictures, yeah, if it, it's appropriate, use it. We took yours down because they just weren't you couldn't see it. But if it was a big blown up picture of your daughter playing basketball, I would have totally put it there yeah, or volleyball, 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 yeah. So, but so something you want the you want it to be. You want to be able people need to be able to see what it is and make it out Uh, and personal putting in personal things in your background is a great touch because it allows people to see a little bit who you are and remember that basic cardinal rule about business people want to do business with people they know like and trust and to personalize your background and the billboard behind you gives them a little window into who you are whether it's a family photo or if you knit and you put up your work or if you paint and you put up your work those personal things those are like gold those are good things to do so definitely i would say yes on the personal items
1: yeah i i wasn't um, sure because there's a lot of little knickknack before we started broadcasting your show my my shelves were super busy with little knickknacks that were close and dear to me maybe not so personal to or or um, uh, relatable to the audience but the problem was for me is that they were too small to see i mean every time i walk into my office and i would see it like it always brings up a thought but on camera because they're so small that's not really visible and it starts looking like clutter back here on the on the shelves right
0: yeah Exactly. So the number one rule, eliminate negative things and clutter is negative. And if somebody can't make out what they're looking at, that ends up being clutter. So like I said, if it was a picture uh, uh, of, you know, of your daughter playing volleyball or something in action or something like that, that people could actually figure out what that was, that would be different. But um, the number one rule is eliminate clutter. And not to say that personal pictures are clutter, but if you can't, if the viewer can't make out what it is, then it means nothing to them.
1: Yeah well this is this is all really really excellent information and this isn't the first time we've talked about all this stuff because you can always go back and look at the episodes in fact, we're gonna drop in the episode numbers uh, after the show so you can go back and refer to those uh, those shows where you can specifically go back and listen to some of the expert advice that some of our guests and Christine uh, talked about in particular in and specifically to the topics that we're talking about today so Here we are at the end and we we need to do what we always do. And so I'll leave that up to you.
0: Yeah, Waste up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. So to wrap up this episode, that really is a summary of the main three shows that we've had on lighting, what to wear, what not to wear, and the design of your set, aligning that background with your brand. Those are those three shows that are your key building blocks. So if you listen to nothing else over again, listen to those three shows and Rick is going to be dropping the numbers of those shows. But remember, it was lighting, it was what to wear what not to wear, and it is the show on aligning your background with your brand. And we will be dropping the numbers in the chat box so that you can refer to them easily. And I just want to say that get started. And to get started and to take action right away, start by listening to those three shows because they'll be more, they'll go more in depth and more into detail on these three things. And that will make it really easy for you. If you're trying to design your set yourself, do it yourself type of way, then you want to listen to those over again and here's the thing right uh we keep those three keys in mind and this is and and start there and always reach out to me if you have questions in fact i have designed a very specific kit for my clients that a lot of people have been taking advantage of it's called the waist up wardrobe kit that gets you jump started into action right away and it is a custom process whereby i work with you on these three blocks, these three building blocks. I go through the whole system with you. I help you figure out what to wear, what not to wear. I help you design that set to align with your brand and really use the props that reflect your brand. And I talk about lighting with you and we get you layered with the right light. So I do that in a custom way through my Waste Up Wardrobe Kit. But if you want to do it yourself, you absolutely can get started by listening to the three shows and, and maybe even listening to this one over again as a summary and get started doing it that way. But all I want for you is that you get started because we have this opportunity to use the Zoom room as a way to say who we are and speak who we are. And the Waste Up Wardrobe podcast is all about everything that goes into this box, this Zoom box when you're talking to your, audience so it's not just about the clothes it's about everything goes into this into zoom box and with 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 that note i just want to say next week as we start off a new year we are going to be kicking off with a lot of episodes, a series of episodes on mindset. You know, your mind is above the waist and your mind has a lot to do with how you do business and how you work in your personal life and what you do in your personal life. So next week, we're going to be having a very special guest who's going to kick us off with this series about You know how to think how to how to how how, how to get your mindset right in business or in your personal life and he'll be talking specifically on mindset what is mindset why is it important and he'll be addressing all the issues all the details that come up around that then followed by that we're going to have a series of mentors and coaches that are in business they know what their 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 people people in business are struggling with and they're going to be talking on how to get that, how to get your thoughts right, how to pivot, how to build the business and scale. There's gonna be so many topics that have to do with your business mind. So join us next week as we kick off this new series specifically dedicated to your mind that is definitely a waste up wardrobe. and also invite a friend.